welcome everybody back to the Cliff Dose Podcast. I am your host, Clifton Groups. We are on episode 11 now of the Leaving Your Legacy series. And this time, I came out with one of the big guns. This young lady is a former Central Indian, an 1,000-point scorer with the Indians, then made the transition to Northwest Missouri State, where she, once again, scored 1,000 points, ended up leading the Bearcats all-time and three-pointers made. But then maybe after her career, when she thought was over, she made the, another transition, this time to Missouri Western, where she would be an instrumental part in the Griffin women getting to the NCAA Elite Eight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to Leaving Your Legacy and the Cliff Notes Podcast, Jalen Haggard. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody back to the Leaving Your Legacy series here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are on episode 12. And my guest at this time, she's a former Central Indian, a former Northwest Missouri State Bearcat, found her way back to St. Joe and this past season with the Griffins and coming off an awesome run to the Elite Eight this past season. My guest at this time, Jalen Haggard. Jalen, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure to follow your career throughout Central and throughout Northwest, even this season at Missouri Western. We'll talk all about that here in just a few minutes. But first of all, I want to get to know you. Uh, what what Jalen Hager was like when she was little? Um, what sports you like to play? And um, how you had a, how you came with a love of basketball? Yeah, so I, uh, I grew up playing softball and basketball. Um, I basically had a ball in my hands from the time that I could walk. Uh, you know, I had a plastic basketball hoop in the backyard, so I kind of fell in love with basketball at a really young age. Um, my parents always encouraged me to be really active with sports. Growing up, my dad was my coach in everything that I played, so uh, he kind of helped build that passion for me. But pretty much everybody in my family played sports, and I'm just, I grew up being super competitive. I played with my older cousins. I played baseball for a long time, so I played with boys. I think that kind of helped uh, kind of grow that competitive edge to me a little bit but yeah I mean I've, I've loved basketball and just you know being there on sports for as long as I can remember. Well absolutely um, you go into Central um, had a stellar career with the Indians and a thousand point score um, won a whole bunch of games score a bunch of points um, just talk about um, some of your favorite memories as a time as a Central Indian. Man it's, it's, it's crazy to think about you know how long ago that was for me but um, I think some of the ones that stand out the most is probably just whenever, you know, we went to sectionals. I think that was my uh, junior year, I believe, maybe my sophomore year. Um, you know, we hadn't been to state and everybody talks about going to state in high school. And uh, we played really well and then we kind of fell, fell apart in the second half. But we played really good. And that was just a fun experience to play uh, Kansas City. And then uh, we, we won a district championship. That was big for our program. Um, but, yeah, I mean, high school was so much fun um, just to play here in front of all my family that lives in St. Joe. And uh, my coaches were great. You know, all, all the credit to them for getting me to where I am today. But, yeah, high school is an absolute blast. Absolutely. I always say, you know, uh, take take life one day at a time because you just never know. Life goes by so fast. It seems like yeah. yesterday you were just in high school. Now you're getting ready to graduate uh, from your second school. And, yeah. um so you end up at Northwest after Central, um, started a lot of games there, um, became the program's all-time three-point um, leader. Um, just uh, uh, just talk about some of your favorite memories there um, as a Bearcat. 
Yeah, so my, my freshman year was tough just because we were really young. Uh, we didn't have a ton of experience, but um, Coach Shield is one of the, you know, the best coaches I've ever been around. So he, he made that year a lot of fun for my class specifically just because we connected so well with him and we grew such a great relationship. Um, and then obviously, you know, when he left and Meyer stepped in, um, just kind of turning the program around for the better, uh, making it to the MIAA tournament was huge for the program. Um, you know, that was a big thing, playing playing in Kansas City again for, for a second time around. Uh, that was a ton of fun. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's there's tons of great memories throughout my career at Northwest. Obviously, scoring 1,000 points was um, a big, big accomplishment that I was super proud of, um, you know, all the coaches giving me the green light to shoot, so I broke the three-point shooting record. Um, obviously, I never really had any of these planned out ahead of time. Um, I was just having, a, having, you know, fun with my team. So, you know, whatever happened at that point happened. Well, uh, what happened was is that, um, you know, you, you, COVID comes around, everybody gets an extra year, and, um, you know, you make the transition from Northwest to Missouri Western. Um, talk about um, how all that came together. Yeah, uh, another crazy story. So I finished up my career at Northwest, and I, I'm pretty much convinced, you know, I'm done. I'm, I'm done with basketball. I, you know, had gotten rid of my basketball shoes. Like, that, that was it for me. Um, and then I was coming home regardless to be in the physical therapy assistant program. So my, my end goal was to come back home just to go to school. And word kind of got around that I was coming back, and Coach Whitaker found out, and I reached out to her just hypothetically, like, what's it look like if someone were to come into the program? And as soon as she found out, um, I put myself in the transfer portal, which I never thought I would. Um, a ton of coaches were just super confused what was going on, why I was in there, and I had a lot of places reaching out to me. Um, but obviously, Missouri Western, if I was going to play, and that was, that was the place I was going to play for because I wanted to stay home. So I uh, came on a visit, met the team, met the coaches, and, you know, on that night that I, I met up with all of them, I just, I, I knew I could feel my guess that was the right decision for me. And, uh, yeah, one thing led to another. And, and next thing I know, I'm practicing with the team in the summer and uh, getting after it. Well, uh, what were some of your first impressions when you walked into that first practice? This was a team uh, the year before that uh, that took their lumps, um, won six games. Um, it was a really, really young lineup. Did you really feel like, you know, something special could could go down with this team if all the right pieces fell together? Yeah, for sure. Um, I didn't pay too much attention to the wins or losses because obviously, you know, in this league, a team can be really good one year and then be, you know, a lot worse the next and, and vice versa. So I knew that they had potential and I know how good of a coach she was. Um, I was really nervous coming in because for anybody, I think, you know, going into a new program with a new coach, with a new team, it's a whole new style of play. And so my brain and my body was trained to – play one style of basketball and then you know I had to kind of retrain myself to play a whole a whole different style which which was completely fine um it took some time for me to get used to a new offense and kind of what her expectations for me were but it didn't take much time at all for me to just kind of get comfortable with everybody and um I knew how great the players were and they were super welcoming so um I knew we had a chance to be good from the beginning well you helped this team win over 20 games uh, very very improved I thought really uh, coach Candy Whitaker could have been the MIAA coach of the year if Missouri Southern wouldn't have ran off, let's say, 16 straight games. But yeah. um, a great year for you guys. Um, got to won an MIAA tournament game. I thought personally that really sealed you guys' birth in the NCAA tournament. But 
what were some of those nerves like for you guys, uh, for you and for the team? Uh, did you, was there any like thoughts that you know maybe we played our last game in Kansas City? Yeah, so you know you don't want to think too much ahead in that in that circumstance because you you kind of want to take it one game at a time and, and make sure you win one before you think about the next. But obviously, you know, for me as a senior, that was in the back of my mind was I want to extend our season as long as possible. So that was kind of my added advantage. You know, that was added motivation for me anytime I stepped out there was, you know, if we lose, it's in someone, it's in another team's hands. And I didn't want to leave it up to them to decide our fate um, being in that position before. So uh, I kind of, I told the team, you know, some anytime we were in a huddle before the game in the locker room, I, you know, just reminding them of how important every game was because, uh, you know, at that point, every win matters. Well, you guys, um, you guys were pretty much playing with house money in the uh, NCAA in the regional tournament. Uh, got yourselves um, into the into the elite into the um, finals of the region. Um, played a very very tough Forhey State team at their place. Um, they were the number one seed heading into the thing. Um, what was that atmosphere like before that game? What was the locker room like? What were those vibes? Yeah, I mean, I mean, good vibes all around. You know, we prepare for every game the same. Um, Coach Whitaker talked a lot about how this is the most loose of a team that she had ever coached. And I I, uh, I apologize to her because I think I brought some of that goofiness. And that's kind of where I got my joy from the game was, is, you know, being serious, but also being light and trying to keep it fun. I think that helps take the pressure off of people. So that's what I tried to bring in was just a lot of energy and a lot of fun to the team. And so before the game, you know, we're cranking music in the locker room, having a good time, uh, running through the scouting report, making sure we're all locked in. But, I mean, that that whole day within itself, I mean, is an absolute dream still in my brain. But it, it was it was so much fun. Absolutely. I think that game, that might have been one of the best of college basketball games I've seen. You know, just the way the game turned around, you know, yeah. Hay State dominating the first half there. And, um Really, it was all back and forth in the fourth quarter. I remember, I still, I remember picturing the video to this day. You were way behind the three-point line, knocking down that shot, which was one of the big shots that really turned around the game. But what was it really, did you really feel that? When did you really start feeling, you know, you know what? Hey, maybe we actually got a shot in this thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at halftime, we knew we weren't, you know, they didn't score a ton of points. So we were still within range. If we could chip away, we still stood a chance. And uh, Coach Wacker came over to me coming out of halftime, and she just told me, she was like, hey, don't don't hold anything back. Just go play your game. Go do what you do. Um, just, just be brave. Be brave out there. And so that was kind of my mindset, which not that I wasn't doing that in the first half. But it was just so hard because we were down so many points. But I think it helps because we've been in that position before. Obviously, with UNK, you know, the, you know, a couple days before, we were there and being down so many points so all it took was getting a lot of stops and just making buckets we weren't doing what we normally do on offense and uh yeah I mean once once we start saw the score start dropping a little bit we knew uh, we definitely had a fighting chance well when Brianna Budgets hit down that hit down that winning shot and uh the the buzzer the buzzer hits and Missouri Western's crowd the NCAA Central Region Champions what was that thought going through your mind whenever that game finished and say and look hey we did it. Yeah. So that play that she drew up there, you know, there was plenty of options to choose from for who was going to be open. She told me, you know, she was like, Hey, they're going to be all over you. If you can, if you can sell a foul, try and sell one. So you see me basically just 
fall on the ground in hopes that, like, if, if we don't score, surely they'll call a foul or something. And as soon as Bree got the ball, I knew we were in good hands. You know, she makes she's aggressive to the basket all the time. Um, but, yeah, I, I just remember standing there at the end of the game. Uh, I had subbed out, you know, so we could have a, a taller lineup for the last possession. And I just remember standing on the sideline, and it took me, like, two seconds before I could process what had just happened. I mean, it was it was amazing. Well, uh, you know, uh, you guys made it all the way to Birmingham, Alabama in the Elite Eight. Uh, and just an incredible run for this city, for this area, as far as sports is concerned. Unfortunately, the season did not end the way you guys wanted it to. But um, just reflect back on just um, this whole season, just this whole run as a whole. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to put into words how proud I am of of the performance that we had, you know, we, we went so long without even losing a game. And I think that was in itself kind of shocked everybody. I mean, it definitely shocked us. Um, we knew we were going to be good. I just don't think anyone realized how good we were really going to be. So um, we had our dry spells like a lot of teams do, but I think, you know, it says a lot about our team that we were able to bounce back and, and make a run for it, you know, in the postseason. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're tough. They're going to be tough moving forward. And, I think this year really kind of built a really strong foundation for them in the future. Absolutely. And my last question to you, Jalen, um, playing your last game in that game, you played a lot of basketball throughout your career. And this is, this is called leaving your legacy. Um, what kind of a legacy have you, do you felt like you left behind in your career? And um, just what, talk about your legacy and uh, what, you, how you want people to remember Jalen Haggard? Yeah, man, that's such a, such a heavy question. And I still, I still get emotional just thinking about how big of a blessing basketball has been in my life, how many great people it's brought me, all the amazing memories that I've had. Um, but for me, you know, playing college basketball was, was about being more than just an athlete. I wanted to be able to impact people in a way that went beyond just basketball. So I wanted people to come and be able to watch me play and just know that I had a positive energy to myself. Um, I was humble, you know, those kind of qualities as a, as a player, but I also wanted them to remember me as just, you know, a good person. I think that's really important. You know, there's so much more to life than just sports. And I think that's what a lot of the community service does, you know, getting to reach out to people, meet people and just show them the kind of person that you really are. Um, but yeah, I mean, my faith is one of the biggest things about me. So I wanted people to know that um, everything I do is to glorify Christ and, uh, just to play for him and, and when I play, play hard and, and leave it all out there. Well, Jalen, I want to thank you so much for taking a few minutes of your time and joining me here on the podcast. I know you've been busy this week with finals and everything and uh, being a, being a student athlete, the number one thing comes is being a student. And um, it's, it's been a pleasure to watch you on the basketball court. It has been a pleasure to follow Missouri Western women's basketball this season. I want to thank you so much for coming on and um, I wish you good luck at the next stage of your life. Thank you so much. That means so much. I appreciate it.